Dopey bitches, you all want to get started or what? Hey. Uh, yeah. Why not? I suppose. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why this works, because we all have nothing better to do. Yeah, well, some of us don't have beer right now, so fuck off. Well, one of us has just enough to get us by. So this yeah. is, um... Blah. One of us has a plethora. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this man. Okay, Shit. um... Anatomy Mixtape, episode 5. Horror movie soundtracks. One, two, three, go. Anatomy of Mixtape Episode 5, Horror Movie Soundtracks. A bit of an issue with some of these. I know some of us had previous discussions before on what is considered a horror movie and which to put a horror soundtrack on top of it. But again, everything is, per- everything is perspective. And there's more leeway on this. Um, I mean, songs that are made for the movie, theme songs... Um, well, of course, and then there's just the general soundtrack that is put over it. Um, mm-hmm. There are many types of soundtracks. I mean, again, what is horror? That really is a discussion for probably another episode of right. Cinequest, our new ah. podcast that we debuted last week. Oh, shit. That was then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're, uh, we're really getting up there now. Okay, um, uh, who wants to go first? I I don't I think I went first the last time, but I mean, if anyone wants to go first this time, um, I think I think Roland went first the last time, right? Okay, then uh, Joe, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I guess I can. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, motivation. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I had I, I had a discussion with Ray about this beforehand. Like, I put a lot of restrictions on myself as yeah. to what songs could be allowed and what could uh, what constitutes a horror movie, so I excluded anything that was thriller, that was technically <laughs> a movie that's a thriller. I excluded any kind of... Um, so, like, I know it's last I, summer or, or... I have to make it very clear or, that I did not or, put these restrictions uh, <laughs> as no, because no, I was actually no, very I mean, lenient on a lot of these I mean, things. Those, those movies I don't consider horror movies. Anyway, and I agree. They, but, but they are technically considered horror movies. But exactly. um, I, was th- I was thinking more of, like... Um, technically, by some Islands of the Lambs and... Oh, right, Seven. Those are technically thrillers, not horror movies. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I uh, I would agree with you there a bit. I mean, Wikipedia would have another word to say, but those motherfuckers can piss off in general. Uh, and then I also excluded any film scores, and I was considering, I actually chose oh. like actual songs that were mm-hmm. placed into a movie or written for the movie, as opposed to I, score. I, oh, man. And I, and I, kept, need my I also scores. kept out... Uh, musicals, so no rock <laughs> show, and no little shop horror, nope. and <laughs> the genetic opera, like all that kind of stuff. I left out. So oh man, I put a lot, of, I put a lot of, of restrictions on myself, and so it made it a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give the shit out of yourself, Jesus. I mean, way to give yourself a challenge, man. That's fun. Sure. 
I, I <laughs> you, go, you really have to like do like a fucking essay and research. How many sources did you have? Right. Is there a bibliography oh, I, I with your playlist? I spent uneventful work day working on this. <laughs> oh wow, that is dedication. Well, then it all I worked out. Never, never have. No, no one died that day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So wow. my first track is so it was a slow day. Demon Knight or Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, mm-hmm. and it is. Um, Oh, but we're starting from ten, right? Like you can start. I'm, 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 work, I'm working backwards, so yeah, that would be okay, I guess, okay. number ten. I, I just uh, want to, you know, state that for the and it's uh, a track by Ministry tonight. We murder. Um, it's it's not featured very well within the movie, but I did like it off the soundtrack, and I thought that soundtrack in general was a good soundtrack and an entertaining okay. one. So that's the one I pictured. There were more songs. There were other songs that were featured a lot better within the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantera Cemetery Gates and the other ones. <laughs> oh um, man, I forgot about that shit. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but it was. But overall, it was a good soundtrack, and I liked that song a lot because I was a big fan of Ministry, and it was like a song that was only released on that soundtrack, so it wasn't released mm-hmm. in any albums or anything like that. So that's why I picked that one. So not a Ministry. not a Stone Cold pick, but a pick nonetheless. Sure. All right, here we go. It just sounds like such a it's got this holiday flair i don't know it just just feels so warm and tingly inside you know i don't Maybe really i don't remember too much of the soundtrack from demon knight although it's a movie i do enjoy i i tried looking and i yeah that was my my problem was the same thing i did not remember shit um i remembered that bit when joe mentioned you know uh cemetery gates but was, i was actually trying to look for bordello of blood and just like nope <laughs> nope Fuck, bordello you know, blood's like, probably like the worst <laughs> Tell from the crib movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. You know, uh, do you know, do you know, like, like Dennis Miller was like, just doesn't give a shit about that movie at all, and he's like the fucking star of the movie. Like, he, I think he just went to go to collect a paycheck and was like, this movie's bullshit, man. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, I still, I have tender memories of of that one. Yeah, um, I guess I'll I'll go uh, I'll go next year and. Uh, and you can go last, right, Ray? So well, uh, as a host, it's the only gracious thing I can do. So go ahead. Oh wow, you're Bitches just go last, man. That's right, <laughs> bringing up the rear. Okay, so I mean, I did not. Uh, like I said earlier, I didn't impose any rules like Joe there did. Sorry to say, I love my fucking original scores, and that was uh, that's just more memorable to me than actual tracks. So uh, I mean, I do have a mix though. So my 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 ten. Uh, starts in with uh, the Frighteners, uh, which was you know uh, came out in what '96, and that was uh, that was your boy P.D. Jackson, right, Ray? Um, mm, yeah. The thing Peter about Jackson, this yeah. one though was that um, 
I was just reading uh, some some stuff some stuffs about the soundtrack, and it was it was actually composed. It was another one that was composed by Danny Elfman. I mean, that guy just has his fucking fingers and everything. But um, this was a was a uh, when you don't uh, have high standards, you uh, <laughs> do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, like he's always gonna be he's he's always gonna be cool to me just because he had the you know the the original Batman song was. Oh no, no, he's, he's, sure he's done a lot of good work, but I think after a certain amount of time, like oh yeah, a lot man, of he starts sounding exactly the same. Yeah, I. I only recently found out he'd scored uh, the Venture Brothers, which when I listened to it, it's like, okay, fuck, I could believe that. Um, yeah. But so the track that I picked uh, was, I think, I believe it was played at the end of the movie. It's uh, it's a uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, but it was actually a cover by a New, uh, New Zealand band, an alternative rock band called the Mutton Birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, was my, that was my 10 pick. Um, I just... That was just one of the ones I remember. Uh, I think I remember fairly well. That movie. I mean, I I guess I would consider that one a horror horror comedy. I mean, it's, it's more of a horror it, comedy I, kind of. Thing. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't particularly horrified, you know, by it. But I recognized the elements, and you know, like just in how uh, all the serial the serial killer uh, uh, couple or whatever goes around and and that starts. Wasn't I, forgot, I forgot all about that one. Man, it was like it came out of nowhere when I saw. It. I was like, "Oh, what's this? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rent it." You know, fuck. Oh, this is great. Like, well, so you got Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox Jake before BC. He got the shake. <laughs> before he got the shake. <laughs> no, nah, man, he was shaking up a, a storm. But like when he starts acting, he can kind of like put it in check. He, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was around around the time when it became a bit more like publicized or whatever. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, because he was looking at like he's it, also, kind it of also has. Out. It also has, I mean, it's Michael J. Fox as Jeffrey Combs, and also has uh, the, the most lady from the Beauty uh, Brother. The most. <laughs> yeah. It also has the lady for I, I swear I forget her name. Uh, D. Wallace uh, from E. T. and from The Howling. She's uh, like in all kinds of horror movies and just all kinds oh. of eighties movies in the class in the movies in the eighties that were like horror, and so yeah. like she's in that as well. So you got like really iconic people coming out in this movie, mm. which kind of adds to it because it makes it a lot more fun, you know. Yeah. It was uh it was I I mean I I will probably end up picking that one up later again on like Blu-ray or something cuz yeah that one it was you know pretty enjoyable to me like yeah. All right well um, I I'm not I don't have I'm not going to get the cover of that I, I'm just going to go with the original No yeah 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 of because course. I feel that I, probably is the best thing to do so here we go Exactly Don't feel the reaper blue oyster cult here we go Classic tune, obviously. Super, super, super classy. So, uh, what's your uh, what's your bottom of the barrel uh, there, Ray? 
I'm not yeah. gonna say bottom of the barrel, but I'm I'm just gonna go with the one I jumped on really quick because I'm pretty sure I've like I mentioned to you, Roland and Joe as well. Yeah. You all probably knew that I was gonna go for this like first off, and I did it, mm. and I offered it away, but y'all didn't want it. Y'all just gonna let me have it. So, yep. <laughs> Do y'all remember what that was? Well, there was I two. Don't. It was either well, you know what? I'm I, I'm not gonna say because it, if it it's just gonna it's a possibly I could ruin your other picks. So just, okay, just well I I I'll just go off and just say. Well, I, I I know I know you and I had like three or four that were crossing on our list. And we had to yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna say it. It was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. There we go. By the Dickies. Ah. Um, obviously, a song that is. You are, you are, um, it is, and Ray is such a fanboy. Um, oh yeah, I love that movie. I just I just. I, I, I figured, I mean, I didn't think it would have been your tenor. I figured it would maybe be like around seven or something like well, that. Well, I, I, I picked You it took the time to actually learn that shit theme. And, well, yeah, because well, yeah, you know, it was just a fun song to learn, you know? I mean, right, exactly. You see, I would have put it on my list, but I found out about that movie and that song through Ray, so I figured he gets right. that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was, he was the first one to show me that movie, so I was like, all right, that's. Yeah, I think same here. Like, uh, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh God, okay, yes, that's that's." I mean, it even sounds like something. If if Ray would have produced a track, like I would probably, I could possibly believe that, you know, he farted something out of like this out of his garage or whatever, you know. Kind if of I thing. ever like, write a song that's any good in my life, I hope it sounds like Killer Clowns. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, obviously, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, I don't remember the year of the movie, but I mean, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. The the song is actually made for the movie. Obviously, it's called Killer Clowns. It's by the Dickies. What? Yeah, right. Surprising there. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm just gonna play the track, and I figured. I mean, it speaks for itself. If you haven't seen the Clear, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, in you know what? I was gonna say 88, but I didn't want to fuck up the number. But thank you, Joe. You jumped on it faster than I did. And here we go. I'm gonna skip the intro because the intro is pretty long. Here we go. <laughs> that's the riff right there, man. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the best part. I mean, well, not best, but it's the uh, most standout part. Of Memorable. It. Well, I mean, yeah. there's there's two parts. Aside from the, it's two parts of that song, <laughs> the, that intro, and the breakdown where it goes and whatever. That part is like fucking awesome. Um, the song actually comes out. I think um, it doesn't come out in the beginning of the movie. I don't think. Mm, I know it's no. the the end credits for sure. Yeah, but that's I, I mean, I, I, it plays during the movie too. Does it? it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a, I think like during like the chase scene or something like that where they're like running around. Uh, oh, you know what? You might. 
it's, right. it's, it's, it's after, um, it's after the abduction of mm. some of the main characters, whatever, and like they're running around in town. I think they're running, yeah, do, and they're, they're, they're driving the, in the ice cream truck. Oh, oh yeah, I thought that was just like, like a traditional uh, circus type of theme going on behind them, not necessarily the, the song playing in the movie though. It's a traditional I'm, I'm bastardized version of this. It's 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 tradition, right? It's tradition. Yeah, as is tradition. Okay, Joe, you're up. Uh, what's your next pick? Uh, my next pick is from a little movie called Nightbreed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of you might remember that one. Uh, yes, yes. And we will while, yeah. bring it back around to uh, that opportunist Danny Elfman. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> when he was uh, part of a little-known band called Boingo like- Boingo. Yeah, and the song is called "Skin," featured in the movie. He's like a musical STD. He's just spread all over our picks here in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gone through horror, through uh, uh, what is it? superhero movies, and all oh, kinds of shit, man. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, if you got the talent, spread it around. You know what I mean? Hey, you know what? I thought I, I was really pleased with a lot of the stuff. He's the got Batman, talent herpes. Batman soundtrack was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other stuff he's done with um, a lot of the earlier stuff he did with uh, what's his Tim Burton stuff like that. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So the uh, oh, geez, uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, uh, yeah. That kind of cheese. Well, all right. Want to go Boingo? Skin. Here we go. Someone that I never knew. This is someone else's body Am I getting through to you? If you hear where the armors Something underneath If you look enough for you to treasure Underneath another layer Are you hiding underneath the skin? Nice. Y'all know that uh, Nightbreed is a movie of written. I, it's a, it's a, based on a book by Clive Barker. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually had a copy of it. Didn't he write? screenplay or one of the writers uh, i'm not too sure if he wrote the uh, screenplay the only one i know for sure is that he wrote hellraiser and directed it um but anything anything past that i'm not too sure it passed that it was just like he was consulted it was di- actually was directed by clive barker nightbreed yep oh okay even better yeah and That's he cool. also wrote the screenplay for it and oh wow him. Yeah, so he wrote the novel, he, wrote, he directed it, and he wrote the screenplay for yeah. it. Yeah, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my, uh, I guess it's mine next. Uh, my number nine uh, here was a, a little-known nugget of shit uh, called uh, Dracula 2000. <laughs> and <laughs> it, now, uh, is that considered horror? I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, 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 that's when it was going to do the, the revamping of exactly, the horror movie, Exactly, exactly. Right? So, like, it was... It was uh, it was 
if they okay so it's billed as like a like a a, a modern take or a continuation of 1984 or is it 1984's bram stoker's dracula so dracula's re revived in modern day and i had the distinct yeah. displeasure of seeing this piece of total shit in theaters i saw two in it theaters was, i saw two it was actually one of the first soundtracks I bought, not knowing like what the fuck I was really getting myself into. Um, I know that it was I was I was actually a little surprised when I read about it. Uh, internationally, I believe it was referred to as Wes Craven presents Dracula 2001. But uh, for anybody that can't figure it out, this cheese was uh, released in 2000. I was just mostly surprised to see that it actually made an international box office at all. It was just ooh, wow. But so I liked the soundtrack. Right, real quick, <laughs> and, um, before you go on to the soundtrack, I just need to make this very clear in my head. This is the movie that shows that <laughs> Judas is Dracula. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Please continue. So, like, <laughs> I, I don't think I yeah. laughed so hard in a the theater when I saw that part. <laughs> but that I, was the funniest part of the part, movie. But like, I remembered it, and, and I was like, "Huh, ooh, interesting lore." Okay, let's let's yeah. Like, I mean, I was an angry high school metalhead or whatever at the time, so it was uh, it made me laugh. Uh, but go Judas. Uh, so the track I picked was uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess this one. Uh, it was performed by Slayer, uh, Bloodlines. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you watch the video for it, it's just them like standing in a black room, I think, with 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 one single light bulb above them as they are screaming bloodlines and and like I believe blood was dripping down the walls and I don't Honestly, know. I vaguely Slayer, recommend, when is blood that. not dripping down the walls? Was it? Wasn't it? Well, I'm just saying, shit. like every every fucking moment they can, I think they're oh. dropping blood from There's the walls. There's always blood if they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was my number nine, Bloodlines. But that's what makes it so endearing, am I right? Yep. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the mo the movie might not be the greatest pick, but you were doing You know, I, I feel like I need to revisit that album because... <laughs> <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> no, no, I really do because, first of all, Disciple is a fucking fantastic track on that album. Oh, there, there are some pretty good tracks on there. Yeah, yeah for well, sure. I mean, like, it's, uh, it's just... <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the track listing right now and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mistaken, Pantera had one on there, too. Um, oh, Avoid just, the Light. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That one was that one was well, kind of look, looking at the soundtrack. It's like the first half are well or bands that you know made a name for themselves, and the second half of it is like who? Okay, if, you, if, yeah. if you happen to be looking at the uh, track listing right now, can you just tell me? I don't know the track listing itself. Can you tell me if Deicide is on there? No. Okay. Oh. I I would have assumed 
Just off the top so of my angry. head, that DSI it's such an angry soundtrack. <laughs> no, there's Power Man 5000, Disturbed, yeah. Player, System of Down, Monster Magnet, Godhead, mm-hmm. Featuring Marilyn Manson, Lincoln yeah. Park, Pantera, Static X, and then it just goes into like unnamed. This band. almost sounds like yeah. the Spawn like, soundtrack, you know? Okay, yeah. um, Roland, got, right? that was you. Am I next? Mm-hmm. I am next, okay. Another track that I um quickly just jumped upon and i'm glad no one really went for it nobody wanted is no oh trust me you'd want this fucking track um it is my mind 45 graves party time from return of the living dead Uh, oh the song itself comes on exactly exactly when the the zombies start coming out of the graves. One in particular is just a skeleton that f- come, like, comes up like in a robotic sense. Like you can tell like it's fucking uh, um, animatronics just coming out of it. It opens its mouth and screams, do you want a party? And that is the, <laughs> one of the best openings. It's not even the opening to the song, but the opening to that particular scene when all, all the, the dead come to life. And start eating mm-hmm. people. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they play it multiple times throughout the movie too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it, it's pretty much the theme of the of the entire uh, movie. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I used to have a shirt that literally had the zombies around, and it said, "Do you want a party?" So I mean, that was uh, the first. That was the first time I saw. Oh, uh, you were so alone. <laughs> hey, man, I saw. Uh, I had a cat named after the singer of that band. <laughs> Which is, uh, her name was Dinah Cancer. <laughs> I would tell you right now, uh, me seeing this movie as like a six-year-old, I was in Corpus, we were having Little Caesars Pizza whenever they used to have those like long, uh, used to buy like two large uh, squares, pizza. the rectangle pizza, you know. It's the first time my cousins from Corpus, I, who I never, I don't even know to this day, but that day was very memorable because they threw on Return of the Living Dead and the whole family was watching it together and mm. this fucking song <laughs> came on and I could not have been happier. So here we go. remember that 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 chick who's in the in the cemetery and she's like talking about how she wants to be killed and she's like i just want to be eaten alive and that's the fucking thing that happens and it's fucking hilarious but yes uh that was my pick uh, for, what was that and then the guy that thought that uh you know that it's not his his uh his attire wasn't a, uh... <laughs> you think this is a fucking joke this is a way of life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man that that fucking movie is like one of the tops for me so but yeah that is my my pick 45 graves party time um that song with the actual movie just makes that movie a fucking good time so i suggest anyone revisit it or watch it for the first time because i'm pretty sure you won't be disappointed 
Halloween's coming up, bitches. A word. word. Always an entertaining watch. Yes, very much. Uh, uh, Joe, next. next. Yeah. Next to. My yeah. next pick is not a traditional horror movie song in the sense of what someone would consider to be a horror movie song, but it is from a horror movie called The Wicker Man. Not the shitty one. Yeah. By, Nick, <laughs> by, by Nicolas Cage. You but mean the, one, the amazing, uh, multi, multi-talented, multi-faceted actor, Nick Cage? Yes, not, not the one with all the bees. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is the one from 1973. Mm. Um, I originally heard this song through another band, or through, through a band that I listened to in the late 90s, I did a cover of it, um, or early 2000s, I forget the time period, but a band was called Facing Muse. They did a cover of the song called Willow's Song, and then when I looked it up, I realized it was from a movie called Wicker Man. So then I went to um, Action Video or Video Stop, whatever the fuck it was called back then, in that down there in the valley. Mm. You had that Video I Stop found, on Holland, in Hollingen. And- yeah, it was Video Stop, yes. And I found the movie Wicker Man, and I watched it, and then I realized that the song is a siren song, which is what makes it horrific in itself, because it's a song that is used to pacify and subdue the main character. Mm -hmm. And in the performance in the movie is by... uh, Britt Eklund, the actress. I'm not sure if she actually sings the song herself within the movie. Um, but it's a very calming and, like, uh, passive song. And it's been covered many times by other bands. It was, it was covered by the Sneaker Pimps uh, off their first album uh, and a few others. And stuff. But it's, uh, I, I, I picked it because what is, I mean, what can get to most people more than a siren? Mm. <laughs> you can. It's, it is so, your downfall as well. So uh, you know, it's it's the beauty in disguise kind of a thing. So uh, that's why I picked it, and I thought it was a uh, entertaining mm. song, and I still enjoy it to this day. Okay, Willow song from the original Wicker, Wicker Man. Man. Here we go. <laughs> that has to be. I'll catch a rainbow from the sky and tie the ends together Like having the context for that song makes it creepy as fuck, and I love it. That's cool. Yeah. And one, I, of the, one, one of my favorite parts about that song or the performance within the movie is there's um, some drum beats that come into it, and so the way that the scene starts off is like there's a guy 
it's it, it's like it's almost taking place on the commune kind of a thing, and so there's a guy start playing drums, mm. but as the actress is singing this song, she's singing it in her room to mm. the guy that's in the next room, so she's not even interacting with him personally. No. And what she starts doing is as like the drum takes place or the drum beats take place within the song, she starts drumming on different like pieces of furniture and then like on her ass or on her body and like and then on mm. the wall mm. to mm. get his attention to cause him to like get closer to the wall and then closer to the door and right. like it's, it's Where's this boner coming from? I don't understand this. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is definitely the Lead the way, Balsack. It defines a siren song. I, I, not to discredit, although it should definitely be discredited, Nick, Nick Cage's version made me laugh my ass off. I went to see that piece of trash in theaters, and watching him get devoured by bees was <laughs> hilarious as all fuck. Uh, my friend that I was with fell the fuck asleep in that shit, but I was just, not the bees! Uh, it was... Uh, that, it is, that it's we quite should, a mes- we memorable moment. A, we should have like a shit-fest horror soundtrack uh, 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 podcast. That 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 just made me think about this. Uh, it's it's so great. Well, that'll come next time. Or maybe a cinequest of like the shittiest horror movies. Oh, that's yeah, that's, yeah, a that's, given. that's, that's gonna happen. That shit's coming. <laughs> that's yeah. No, this and I, I just thought it would be a fun like as far as like uh, putting in rules and criteria to futz with or whatever whatnot mm-hmm. like. You know, it's like, okay, we're limited to really shitty horror movies and like, okay, let's uh, ready, study, go or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, th- I, I like that one. It's just like, it, it really does give you that sense of uh, impending doom, but like, oh man, my crotch would be so happy, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, that was, that was pretty nifty. Um, so mine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and just run into mine here. So my, my number eight uh, pick um so this this goes back into original scores and uh i'm sorry not sorry but that's just you know that's just to me i i I think like i'm just better with instrumental tracks than i am with with actual with actual bands i mean keeping up with names in general is just eh, that's something for shazam to fucking find as far as i've known you you roland you've been like an instrumental guy from from the time that i've met you yeah Which, uh, God, so it's, it's, it's been a while, so age and all that garbage showing and whatever, whatnot. Uh, fuck off. Um, so let's see here. My, my, my number eight was Army of Darkness. Um, not really an amazing score or anything like that. Uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, um, oh, if I'm not mistaken, it was, it was scored by the guy that worked on Evil Dead 1 and 2 uh, uh, tracks. Uh, his name was Joseph Loduca. I'm yeah. pretty sure mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah, you're getting I, it right now. I, I think I got it right there, but uh, the theme was here we go, composed by Danny Elfman, <laughs> uh, yeah. and uh, that one was out and that one was farted out in '93. But so this this one, the one I picked was was a was a by uh, Laduca, and it's just the prologue music. So it's just what what plays when uh, when everything starts off. When when Ash is like I, I believe it's in in the beginning when he's uh, uh, walking through uh, chained up. On his way to, you know, get his ass uh, uh, sacrificed or whatever uh, for being a for being a witch. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I just love hearing that because, to me, it's like 
it was like Lord of the Rings music, you know, before that that shit even happened. It was just like very like an epic score, but like it was under undercut or like underscored aha, uh, by by just like the, the ridiculous fucking plot and like expecting this to be just a fucking silly movie. And it, it's so great that way. So uh, take it away, uh, Ray Ray. By the way, uh, I feel like at this point we should just call this episode a horror movie soundtrack slash the mm. Danny Elfman mix, you know? That's pretty much what's <laughs> right. happening right now. A, 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 uh, Danny Elfman uh, uh, analysis. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Because that's Influence. it. Put the and all the mashed Yeah. Joe, I just uh, like like I was I was listening to this. I it just hit me what you said. A guy who sticks his dick in all the mashed potatoes. Yeah. That you nice, got that, you got that nice Beastie Boys reference, dude. <laughs> oh, I see. I I, I thought it was just a very good visual. It's from it's from waiting. Oh, <laughs> it is from waiting, but. It comes out in um, Beastie Boys' album License to Ill, which is the root down. Yeah, yeah. He goes mm-hmm. like, man, is this going to be that kind of party? I'm going to stick my dick I'm in the mashed stick potatoes. My dick in the mash. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So what do you got, Ray? What's your your number Your number eight? Uh, number eight. Uh, give me just a second here. I need to go back to my list real quick. Unprepared. And mm-hmm. my next song is from the Jim Carroll band people who died um it is from well it came out in the remake of the dawn of the dead soundtrack or down the dead movie sorry and i believe it starts off at the end um like in the credits um i think it just comes back to the 90s or 2000 no 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 this is the 2000s the dawn the dawn of the dead remake not the night when it came out yeah that came out like in the 2000s oh man i barely remember that piece of shit Motherfucker, man! I just have to like mm. refrain myself from what you just said right now, because motherfucker, that is it one was, of the, it that, was that, an entertaining that movie. Is, it was written by James Gunn. Yes, it was written by James Gunn. It's one of the best fucking uh, remakes. Look, sure. Look straight up, the Night of the Living Dead remake was done by George Romero and Tom Savini. <laughs> Tom Savini directed it. Is also fantastic. The Dawn of the uh, Dead everyone, remake everyone written by James Gunn. You know what? Is fucking first, fantastic. Your first pick came from Dracula 2000, so you might not have a lot of room <laughs> yeah. to judge. Hey, hey, that was my ninth pick. Excuse me. My first pick was The Frighteners. Oh, come on, uh, come on! I get the this. I get this. It's all right. It's all right. Oh. Okay. First of all, Jim Carroll, fucking artist from. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, 80s poet, musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie The Basketball Diaries is made up Heroin of... Heroin addict. <laughs> Hero- heroin addict, yes. Uh, the People Who Died is from the album... Uh, um, sorry, uh, Catholic Boy. And this is The People Who Died... It is a fantastic song, and I recommend everyone. Matt, just fucking listen to the fucking Catholic Boy album. It's fucking great. But here we go. Madison up in Manhattan, flying Vietnam, bullet in the head by the old Dino Drano on the night that he was wet. They were two more friends of mine, two more friends that died. From a hotel room, Bobby hung himself from a cell in the tombs. Judy jumped in front of a subway train. Eddie got slid in the jugular vein. And Eddie, I miss you more than all the others. And I salute you, brother. say this it is catchy <laughs> it's a song i want played at my funeral joe make a note <laughs> i will <laughs> honestly every time i hear that uh, song i don't think of that movie i think of uh basketball diaries you really think of basketball diaries when you hear that song yeah i i i i, I see Leonardo, young leonardo, Le- leonardo DiCaprio the basketball in the yeah. rain like trying to deal with his teenage heroin addiction <laughs> And <laughs> crying at some point because he's trying to get some get some guy to suck his dick so he can get paid for heroin. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Marky Memories. Mark comes out in that as well. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. When he was still sliding. When he was still dropping his pants to show them those uh, show those Kevin Kleins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So that that is my pick. Uh, Jim Carroll band, People Who Died, Dawn of the Dead remake. Who's next? Uh, I believe that's me. My next pick comes from an original composition for the movie Cat People. Oh shit. Uh, the song itself is not terrific, but it it's a deep is. Cut there, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fucking car passing by. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, there's Go some ahead. dude with like a five foot spoiler on the back of his car that's driving by down there and just watching him real slow. <laughs> Are you uh, outside while we recording this? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm on. I'm on the balcony, baby. Enjoying the weather. Woo. You know what's fucked up mm. is that you couldn't really tell beforehand. I'm, you live I'm in the listening. valley. What? What are you? What's no, no, no. He, he's, oh. he's in San Antonio right I'm, now. I'm. I'm not down oh. here. At, yeah, I'm not down there at the moment. Uh, that's why. I, that's it would what, be a, a, a full disclosure. If I was at home doing this in the valley, it would be even louder than this. Like uh, Ray's. Ray's been to my place before. Like it's just. Uh, it's fucking. He silly. lives. He lives um, on the behind a fucking car wash and a water burger. So figure that one out. Next to a baseball field. <laughs> next to yeah, a baseball field. Yeah. Next to a fucking baseball field. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyways, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, sorry, my pick is <laughs> from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to help out the editing process. So I need to restart. 
<laughs> go go ahead. Uh, Restart. I can edit this all day long. Go ahead. Uh, uh, my next pick is from the 1982 movie Cat People. Um, not maybe one of the most well-known horror movies, and maybe not one of the best horror movies. I vividly recall it's that enjoyable. It yeah. has I've seen it. a very iconic song that was written by. David Bowie, which is um, called Putting Out the Fire or Cat People Putting Out the Fire. Um, mm. And there are different versions of it. He re-released it later on, on I believe it's Let's Dance or maybe Scary Monsters. I forget. It was in the early 80s. But the original version is my favorite version, which was the original version that was released on the soundtrack for the movie, and it was written by him and a gentleman whose name I'm probably going to murder is uh, Griorgio Morodo, or... Oh, wait, Giorgio Moro something, fuck. Yeah, Giorgio, some of the things, Giorgio, like, Morodo. Giorgio Morodo. or something like that. Mordor. I know that David Bowie did the lyrics, but the music was by him. I think I've heard some of his stuff before. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. Mistaken. And um, so it was originally, so they did this song, they did this track together for this movie. And then mm. later on, there's a different, there's a more updated version that Dave Bowie released a few years later for one of his albums. Um, mm-hmm. Can't remember off the top of my head. It's going to annoy the shit of me that I can't remember it because mm. I should. But uh, yeah, that's my next pick. All right. Cat people, here we go. Don't you know my name? Well, you've been so long, and I've been putting on fire. With gasoline I don't know if you all heard that. I don't know uh, if you could all could hear that breathing, but Dagon is fucking breathing at oh, my door. And he wants me to let <laughs> let him in when he's breathing fucking hard at the fucking bottom of the door. <laughs> uh, Which I'm not gonna. So what ugly bastard? He's gonna start whining like a bitch, isn't he? No, no, he'll be alright. He think he wants to go out. He wants to go outside, but he wants me to know that he wants to go outside. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell him to fuck off. <laughs> um Giorgio oh. Moroder, I think, or Mordere, something like that. Yeah. I Moroder, yeah. I, I I remember listening to an album he worked on just like a few years ago. I just can't remember who the fuck it was. It was basically like some kind of like 
um, Daft Punk Mitch Murder kind of music or whatever, which uh, was pretty nifty. But uh, when I, I brought up a picture of the guy, I was like, whoa, it's just some uh, really oh, old dude. dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Okay. You know, uh, I, I know I've seen him perform a bit on, on YouTube clips and that sort of thing. That's That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, another a little mm. quick side note to that mm. is uh, the album that Dead Boy re-released it on was Let's Dance um, in 1983, and oh, wow. on that version that he released, Stevie Ray Vaughan played lead guitar. Well, I mean, just on on that piggybacking off of that is that didn't David Bowie discover Stevie Ray Vaughan? Is that true? Oh. If, uh, from my understanding, um, uh, David Bowie was in Austin, and then he saw Steve Ray Vaughan playing, and then he—that's how he discovered him. I had not heard that. Well, I suggest oh, you go wow. look it up because it's a nice little piece of trivia. Because anyone can get discovered in Austin, even by David yeah. Bowie. Right. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Well, but not me. Yeah. Well, well, you know, <laughs> everyone dead, everyone yeah. thinks they're special in Austin. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, so even great. the asshole playing, ah. uh, playing the fucking trash cans on the fucking corner. Oh, <laughs> gee, that was those were such great memories. So. <laughs> oh, God damn it! So my my number seven pick. Uh, if if you guys are are done slinging your factoids uh, for the moment, um, was uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, and, and it was just another, uh, you know, original score. That, uh, but this one was, per- this, this particular track was performed um, by uh, a, well, it's, they're billed as a Chicano rock band. Um, El Chingon? No, no, no. No, it's not El no, Chingon. No, no. That's Robert Rodriguez's band. This yeah. is not, it's Tito and something, right? Yeah, Tito and Tarantula. There was you go. Uh, this one that, uh, they did this one. And uh, it's, uh, it's the, uh, it's called After Dark. I, if I'm not yep. mistaken, I mean, it's isn't it the the, the music they play uh, for the strippers and whatnot as they're as isn't they're that in, the one? Uh, is it the song that is played when Selma Hayek is dancing? I yeah. I want to say it is. Like I loved it just because like I really like um like it's 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 um it's not for lack of a better like descriptor for this it's it's basically just like stripper country music. But the thing is, to me, uh, it sounds a lot more like like Western music. Uh, I don't want to define it as country music. Like it has that Western. It sort has of, it has like a Western dusty kind of feel exactly to it. Exactly feel to it, and I fucking love it. Like it's I, it's I a love great that fucking track. I love that little intro, which I mean, uh, that little lead that they just play. It's really simple, and I mean, it just sounds like they're just sort of strumming up and down. You know, yeah. it's almost like like a Western ukulele kind of thing to me. I don't and it know. It starts off slow and then builds up until mm-hmm. like yeah. Right until Salma Hayek sexiness. Mm. Well, on that note, here we go. Fire lights 
great. Fucking love that one. It's a very good Spring. track. I remember that better than I remember the movie. Like that's how much I liked. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that was I... the most uh, well-known scene in the movie. Oh well, yeah, it's very yeah. much, very much so. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I, have, I, have either one of you seen uh, the television show? Yeah, I've, actually, I've only seen I've, the first season. I've seen a few episodes of it. It's not bad. I I, I did enjoy it for a time. It's I, really good, and the the actress that plays Santanica Pandemonium mm-hmm. is like my new favorite fucking actress. Like, and for 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 for, for Ray to take to take to put this in context for Ray's uh, understanding of how I view females, um, <laughs> it's up there. It's up there with Winona and Jillian uh, Anderson. Oh, I can understand both of those reference. I mean, ladies, females, and yeah. Yeah, and and they they do. Um, that says a that, lot. Uh, Chingon does a Spanish cover of that song in the in the the show. So, like you said before, that was Robert Rodriguez's band. I actually thought that was John Carpenter. No, 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 no. no. Chingon is Robert Rodriguez's Robert Rodriguez's okay. band. I could have sworn, like I was reading at one point, um, because Carpenter had his own little band for. Uh, well, he has he has his work. own band now that he's torn with. I mean, um, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Now, well, I mean, he came out with that album, uh, which is uh, John Carpenter's. Yep. It's pretty much like Vampires. soundtracks. I mean, it's soundtracks uh, that he's done, but oh, I think right. it's it's like the he's second part that he's done. But he's he's on tour mm-hmm. right now. I mean, I don't know if he's on tour right now, but like probably a few months ago, like he probably just ended the tour of mm-hmm. him being like the main person but all they're doing is just the instrumentals that's all it is oh yeah With yeah yeah it's, there's no the background. there's no lyrics it's it's uh it's 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 i like it yeah okay. well john john carpenter's like scores are like fucking memorable as shit i mean you got fucking mm-hmm. uh big trouble in china halloween christine um mm-hmm. escape from new york <laughs> Just to name a few. Uh, but who's next? Am I next? Uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Um, my next pick was a little controversial pick that I, of a movie that I chose. Not necessarily the song, but the movie. Joe and I were talking about uh, like two days ago. Um, it is The Faculty, which is also directed by Robert Rodriguez, if I may throw that out there. And it is the... Remake. That was another one. I was surprised by how good it was. How how like entertaining. I, what the I faculty? Went in there, wow, that's, you know, uh, those aren't words I expected to hear associated <laughs> with the faculty. The faculty <laughs> is a good movie. I don't I don't understand. Like, it, it, I, I thought a, it was amusing. Like it's when an I saw it, I, was, I went in there just expecting a total shit show or whatever, and I was like, oh, it's okay, an entertaining movie. It's amusing. Well, okay. I mean, I can't say no to that, but at the same time, like my. My, is it the best movie? Know, no, it was, it was by no means. What it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For right. for that for that late nineties horror. Let me put it like this. In my opinion, anything that happened in the late nineties horror wise oh, was man. more or yeah. less kind of shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> kind of shit. <laughs> I, I I think those are. The, I think Ray was quoting you before when he was telling me about it because uh, he mentioned that you were avoiding pretty much everything from the nineties, <laughs> and uh, yeah, or at least yeah. the late nineties. Yeah, nineties. 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's here it is. I mean, it's the faculty has to do with like aliens and invading a school, so that's kind of horror like. It's Robert Rodriguez, so I mean, it doesn't have his necess- like his mark like uh, Dust Till Dawn or any other sort of uh, movie that he's done, but it's a fun movie regardless. And the soundtrack that came out of it, I want, I'm not gonna say the soundtrack, but this particular track itself. It's fantastic because they got Lane Stanley and the guys from Rage Against the Machine to crank out a cover of Another Brick on the Wall. And it is a phenomenal track. I dare any of you motherfuckers to challenge me on that, but here we go. I will not. Yeah. The dogs are in the classroom. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. Uh, you know, you know what was better. You know what better. You know, you know who does a better cover. And and, and I swear to God, don't you, don't you, you even, baby. don't you uh, even say uh, it. Who does a better cover of this? Corn. Uh, oh, I knew you were gonna say that. Shit. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. Fuck you. Is, I knew you were gonna say that shit. That is the worst uh, fucking version of this song ever in my life. Uh, I could just picture your look of disgust. Uh, I, so I, I cringed before you even said. Oh, you know who else does a better cover of this? Oh man, I was like, "Fuck you!" Don't even say corn, you fucking asshole. Look, you know what? Link Daly may have, uh, or. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Stanley, Stanley. Stanley, I think it is. He may have phoned it in because he was on his deathbed from heroin addiction. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but he will, but he will still sound better than Jonathan (laughs) Davis on a sober day. (laughs) Oh, that was I I appreciate I appreciate the feedback, Joe. But that was all for race, purely purely for race. He doesn't believe that for a second, Mm. Joe. He Mm. just fucking Mm. he just Mm. wanted to say the name. Corn did a better job. It was the perfect, and you gave me the perfect excuse. Oh, so great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Such a doll. Mm. Just real quick, for anyone who doesn't know, this cover is a cover of Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. God, I'd hope they'd know at least that much. You would hope, but shit. I mean, you never know. You gotta, you gotta just like cover your bases here. Well, and Lane something's Stanley, wrong with you, and you know what the fuck we're talking about. Lane Stanley is the singer from Alice in Christ. Chains, or was the singer from Alice in Chains. And of course, <clears throat> the band is the band from Rage Against the Machine, slash yep. Audio Slave, slash Prophets of Rage, if... Mm, You're listening mm. to this. That was like the now. last known recording of Lane Staley's vocals. Was it really? Yeah. Oh wow. As, oh, far, yeah. as, as far as I know. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, he, because he, I don't because I think that was literally the last thing he ever recorded, uh, from my understanding. Well, if he phoned uh, it in, 
That if he, that's like a half-assed version of no. When I say he phoned it in, like that's literally what I remember reading a while back was that he literally like phoned in the vocals. Like oh, like he literally picked up the phone and sang them into the fucking phone. Yeah, yeah like they couldn't get him to come in person because he was so. So you're like, being literal. You're not. You don't mean the phrase "phoned it in." Like no, <laughs> no. Like he was so fucking drugged up and like and destroyed by mm-hmm. addiction. Jesus Christ, if that is what a phoned in, a literal phoned in vocal performance sounds like, <laughs> god damn. Uh, Alright, yeah, way better than Jonathan D- Jonathan Davis singing, like right up in the microphone. What? No way! How dare you! Alright, moving on, moving on. Yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, you mentioned before uh, when I was asking about uh, uh, the band Chingon, uh, Robert Rodriguez's band, and uh, the bit about you know how John Carpenter's touring on his thing. Uh, that's actually uh, my next pick. Uh, my number six was from John Carpenter's Vampires, and it's more of the same. Oh, where are you, dude? Oh, <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it up. Whatever. Anyway, I don't mind. I don't mind. This, but I thought uh, you were going into like. You're just so eager I, to fucking give me I a was, pick. I was. I was, but I actually I lost track there because I, I just got I just got uh, carried away. Uh, Fucking trolling Ray's bitch ass. <laughs> so I do apologize to Joe for that. Ray can take a, you know. Well, I can uh, edit that out. Tall drink. While you're just so oh. eager to fucking like trump on trump all over my fucking pick there. I'm not eager. It's just it's it's just so easy, Ray. Like I'm not. I, I wish I could give. I could say that I'm putting out a lot of effort for this, but it's really not. Oh, I know you're not. I know. I <laughs> I've, I've seen not. how you do this. Ladies. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Joan. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, my mistake. All right, so my next pick has more to do with the song and the performer than the movie. That's it. The movie's plural that it was featured in. Um, it's Nick Cave's Red Right Hand, which is a great song by my favorite musician. And it just so happened to be placed in a lot of shitty movies. Uh, I have something to say about that. <laughs> now, everyone has something to say about that, but I, I, I don't consider the Scream movies to be horror. I think them to be teen. I, I would agree they, with they, you. They are teen dramas. I would absolutely agree with you. A killer imp- implemented within the. I think they have elements of horror, right? Like, sort of. I thought, I thought it had more horror implications when uh, when it was used in the X-Files and it never did in any of the Scream movies. Mm. Uh, but it was well-placed within the movies itself to where it was used without within three movies. It was used in the first movie, okay. and then it got remixed in the second one, and then in the third one... Nick Cave read the lyrics for the song for the movie and things in multiple other movies and uh, TV shows and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is my pick is Nick Cave's Red Right Hand. Roll it. You know, uh, real quick. Oh, yeah. What do you got? I mean, I'm, I'm gonna just get. Def- I'm just gonna defend some of these movies oh. here. The Scream movie, yeah. the first one uh. is good. It's a slasher movie. It is done kind of ironically by one of the creators of one of the most iconic villains in horror history, which is Freddy Krueger, Wes Craven. 
He did this the movie. The fucking Scream parody movie is more horror than the Scream series, okay? <laughs> was it? The fucking scary movie or whatever the fuck? Come on. It is yep. It is done, ironically, playing on his own. The <laughs> Everyone's got a hit and a miss, and just because West Craven's name is attached to it doesn't make it a hit. <laughs> Those are three misses, dude. <laughs> All right, just all right, just fucking, let's. The only hit he had was the fact that he put fucking Nick Cave on that. That was the best part of the whole movie. <laughs> well, if, you, if you're gonna say that, then we have a little uh, discussion later on. Agree when to I have, disagree. When I have one of my picks, here we go. <laughs> Hide your tears. Where the viaduct looms like a bird of doom as a ship and crap. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wires Hey man, you know you're never coming back Across the square, past the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks On a gathering storm comes a tall handsome man In a dusty black coat with a red right hand If I may say that the uh, Red Right Hand placed in the Scream soundtrack was placed very well. It's the smartest thing that movie could have done. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's the only horrific thing about it. I think that was actually one of the... I mean, it, it, to me, it's one of my most uh, like uh, uh, memorable uh, cave tracks. Like that was probably one of the ones that I was first introduced to, uh, to actually even knowing who the fuck that guy is. And like for the longest yeah. time, I was like, "What the fuck? I love this. Who the fuck is this?" And then you know, it all went downhill from there, with uh, you know the scream sequels. But. Uh, but yeah, no, it's all right. Um, well, Roland, since you're so eager to fucking like, give us uh, yeah, it's my, your it fucking track, then by all means, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, go fuck yourself. All go right. ahead. So yeah, back, back to mine, back to mine. Right, was uh, again with John Carpenter's Vampires. I, I love this movie. <laughs> it's it's a it's, it's a very good a, movie to me. Right? It's really not a good movie. It's no, not, it's a I, it's a good movie. It's, we're going back to that. <laughs> well, uh, it's uh. Uh, James Woods is like a fucking prick. Okay, I'm gonna flat out throw that in there just to start with. If anyone and follows, I, I'm pretty sure none of you do, but you follow his Twitter. And he's oh, kind God. of an, he's, he's kind of an asshole. Like, he's kind of an asshole. Arranged bastard. Yeah, he's like like he's like uh, he's gone the way of uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of that uh, that other old fart rat bastard that likes to like Donald Trump. <laughs> no no not quite uh not well i mean I, I i assume he's got a higher higher than a sixth grade education or whatever the fuck uh i was actually thinking of 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 um clint eastwood yeah i was thinking of clint eastwood oh, um, shots yeah. fired man shots fired with with Damn. his uh with his uh like senile crazy ass rambling garbage or whatever the fuck uh yelling at a chair or whatever the hell that shit was a couple years ago kind of crap 
that's what I think about James Woods. And that's because I like a lot of the movies he's in. I still think, like, fuck that guy. You know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I really, that was another early uh, soundtrack that I bought that I was like, I was pretty happy with. Uh, and it was the same thing as before. Like, it had that, like, just old Western sort of just slow twang. So, so you're double dipping? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, what? Hey, 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 hey. Fuck off. Hold on. That's, 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 that's genre hating right there or some shit. That's no. Well, uh, give me, I mean, I, that was, that was, if I had to pick, I mean, from, uh, this one is, is more my favorite than from the dust to dawn. Like that one is more memorable to me. Uh, than my uh than the after dark pick uh, but it was just the main theme and it's really slow and just uh yeah i don't know i enjoyed it look i don't want to like side with roland in any way shape or form but and you shouldn't it, i'd rather you didn't john carpenter's vampires is a, a movie that i enjoy very much and I enjoy fucking I enjoy the second one, which has John Bon Jovi and the fucking Eddie Winslow from oh fucking Christ, Family Matters. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> what, what, I, I just want to. I just want to like sci-fi. <laughs> I just want to like oh, say man. the line that is memorable for me from John Carpenter's Vampires Part Two, done by Eddie Winslow. He says, right. "You haven't lived until you've until a vampire like suck your dick or something like that." It Don't is, you mean you, you haven't lived until you've done a vampire? Doesn't he have like a raspy? Yeah, like, tone yeah, he or has whatever. like a raspy just, voice. Just, <laughs> it just <laughs> doesn't match up in, with him at all. He's like, in dude, the middle on, of dying, you know. Like, it's fucking hilarious. Use, use your big boy voice, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You're 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 great. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. I'm assuming the, the song thing. is called Slayers. I, I I believe so. I mean, well, like when I, mean, I looked you, it up, when it you was, gave me the list, Roland, it only had like the theme on there. So this that's, is that's 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 what I found when I was when I was looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. Got kind yeah, of like um, Robert Rod- I- Robert Rodriguez kind of vibe to it. Which mm-hmm. at first I thought that Robert Rodriguez and like John Carpenter had like collaborated and they were like mm-hmm. making music together. But I mean, I was incorrect. I I bought the soundtrack just for that track. Like when I when I watched that movie, I I loved it that much. I was fuck, that's so cool. It just has nice range. So yeah, that was that's my number six. On all to, right, all right. On to you. Okay, uh, my uh, yes. Uh, sing my sweet praises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> my my next pick is by NXS and Jimmy Barnes, and it is a song called "Good Times." It is a song from the Lost Boys soundtrack, and this song comes out twice in the movie. Once where they cut to the carnival, 
um, where it has a drum beat, and then uh, Michael Hutchinson comes and says, Mary, Mary, you're on my mind. But the one that I like the most <laughs> is the cover, well, the chorus, excuse me, the cover where uh, Corey Haim shoots the vampire with a bow and arrow, the vampire slow. That's the blonde Corey, right? What was that? Was Nothing, he? never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a dick. Go on. <laughs> where, <laughs> where Corey Haim shoots the guy with the bow and arrow and the vampire goes into the stereo and the chorus comes out and the vampire is getting electrocuted while the song is being played in the background. And that is probably the part that is most memorable for me. And that is the song I'm going to play right now. And I think it was a song that was made for the movie, or I'm, I'm not exactly sure the history of the song. But that is where we are at, and here we go. Oh, 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 oh. Before, before you play it, can you tell me the one-liner he makes right after he stabs the vampire? Fucking death by stereo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You knew I knew that from fucking heart. Come on. You know, when I was a kid and I yeah. saw the vampire get electrocuted very violently <laughs> near, like, while he was, like, getting, like, electrocuted by a stereo, I was like, man, that hurts. That seems like it hurts a lot. Because he's, you know, he's, that, he's that screaming so hard. always you know? sounded more like a Huey Lewis song than, like, an NXS song to me. You know, it's because I, I think I it's, got the, it's the guest singer. It's the guest singer who is uh, uh, Jimmy Barnes. Um, you have Michael Hutchins who sings like the first part and then they kind of sing together during the chorus. But uh-huh. at some point, Jimmy Barnes starts singing and I don't know who the fuck Jimmy Barnes is, but he seems like he could be Huey Lewis-y. Yeah. That is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's, so that's he's, my... He probably um, doesn't like covers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like a Huey Lewis tribute band. Yeah. So that is my uh, pick um, in excess in Jimmy Barnes uh, from the Lost Boy yeah. soundtrack. Good times. Joe, you're next. Uh, well, where am I? Uh, okay, my you're number next five, right? Track, no, no, I know where I'm at. Um, sure. I'm just trying to figure out some of the details. Ah. Uh, my next track is from Hellraiser. Mm. Uh, Hellraiser three, to be exact. Hell on Earth. And it is by Motorhead. And the track is called Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, and it has also been released by Ozzy Osbourne because, um, what do you call it? Um, what's his name? Uh, Lemmy used to write a oh, lot of songs yeah. for Ozzy at the time. So I think, I think it might have actually been released. I, f- I forget the order, but I think it might have been released by Ozzy 
beforehand, but it was written originally by uh, Lemmy. Lemmy Kilmeister. Uh-huh. You know, I, have you have you seen the documentary for Lemmy? Yeah, on Netflix, where he talks about like all the songs he like, it, it, like the majority of the like uh, ballads that Ozzy's is known uh, that Ozzy's known for were written by Lemmy. Yeah, That's well, like for instance, there's a song, a, a book that Ozzy gave to Lemmy, and I think he said within like two hours, Lemmy read the book. And fucking wrote songs to a, wrote lyrics to a song that was based on the book, like within two hours. And I'm like, yeah. apparently, um, from my understanding and the actual documentaries, that Lemmy read really fucking fast. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, he I can believe he that had, only he in that. Yeah, he, he was fucking smart as shit and just could just like process yeah. things really really fucking I, I always figured that Ozzy's brain was all fried to hell to begin with oh yeah uh, so <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like I mean uh, that the guy can wake up and put his pants on sort of thing was like enough for me like alright he's yep mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah cool yeah but at first let's see uh, the song appeared in the first trailer for Painkillers mm. uh, but yeah so it was, it was really released on the for the movie Hellraiser 3. Oh. And it was a, the original version so, was mm. by Ozzy. I almost consider Hellraiser 3 to be horror comedy. Like, it, it, Do you yeah, really? Well, the original, the original version was released in 91 by Ozzy on No More Tears. And then. Mm. Do you really? The, are, you, are you telling me that Hellraiser 3 is a horror comedy? Well, yeah, I mean, because some of that shit was so fucking silly, dude. Like the guy with the fucking the the um, the uh, camera eye, where he's like, what, what what would he tell people? Like just stupid cheesy shit before that thing would like stretch out of his head and like kill people. What was he like? You're on, you're on live, and then like, come on. Well, I, I'm was... not gonna say horror comedy. It could be like horror, not very good, but horror comedy. <laughs> 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 like think about any of the Nightmare on Elm Street past the first. First one, yeah, like all of oh, those could well, technically be considered bro, horror comedy, bro. I have, right. a, I have yeah. something to say about that. I mean, horror uh, part three is fucking epic and a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever say bro, that again. We, 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 oh, we, 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 we will talk about that one a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, but for now, let's play Hellraiser by Motorhead. Hellraiser yeah. by Motorhead. Here we go. Sounds exactly like an Aussie track, though. Because I mean, yeah, you can hear Zach Wilde's guitar playing uh-huh. signature. And I mean, like, 
it's I can I can I can, I can just hear as the, easily I can hear the pinch harmonics like coming in every so often like <laughs> it's, yeah it it yeah. does it does have that uh, that fucking sound to it mm-hmm. super yeah. believable but but it was written by well lyrically I think it was written by uh, or not I think lyrically it was written by Lemmy uh-huh. yeah I'm, but I'm it pretty was originally sure. recorded through Ozzy and his band at the time mm. okay. Uh, uh, Thank you, Joe, for okay. your pick. Hellraiser, <laughs> Motorhead, from Hellraiser Three, Roland. Go so ahead. yeah, my my fifth my pick was uh, like I just had to throw this in there. It was one of those ones that as I was I was reading up on 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 my tracks here, just like ah uh, this this one just sort of jumped out in my head because it was just like a like a softball uh, pick. Um, but so if I'm not mistaken, I think this is one of your honorable mentions, Joe. Um, it's uh, Jeepers Creepers from yeah. the movie Jeepers Creepers. Uh, I, I mean, it was, you know, the original was performed by, by Louis Armstrong and it's been, it's been covered, you know, down the years by uh, quite a few people. But uh, the reason I picked this one was because um, to me, I didn't, I thought Jeepers Creepers was an okay movie. I, I again, I liked the lore of it. You know how that that creature like lays dormant for a time and then comes out and just fucking demolishes all these people and um, <clears throat> you know takes them apart. Because, uh, but uh, what's memorable to me about it was when they were playing this. Uh, well, obviously in the movie they play it every time he's around. You know, it comes it, out it, in the radio. It was radio the usage of the song within the. Was that that was pretty clever? But yeah. my favorite part is actually the end of the movie when Justin Long's face is peeled off and you just see him looking <laughs> through the eyes and this is playing. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off, like yes, fuck that. Oh, it's because it you said you hate Jason <laughs> Justin fuck Long. Fuck that guy. He, I mean, come on, like. <sighs> The fucking geek nerd wannabe from the fourth Die Hard movie. Give me a fucking break! <laughs> God damn it! Like, I, I, do you, did you, you guys remember that that fucking part of of that shitbird movie? Like when he's in the car with Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis is like, they have this conversation about what Creedence Clearwater Revival is. It's like, oh, it's CCR. Oh my God, I can't believe you're playing this. This is like some bullshit. Like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck all of that, and so you that was my. That's not, that doesn't define him as a person. That's just the character they wrote for him, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I'm so sure if we I, meet I him guess in that person, makes him he'll a good be actor. Right. I don't know. Like, I fucking didn't like it. <laughs> um, but that was still my favorite bit of the movie. Like, just to see that that because it was it was a uh, it was pretty messed up uh, scene. I mean, it, it, take my 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 distaste for the movies that dude has been in, like, uh, and just throw in like what's actually happening. You know, somebody. What? Uh, because you don't consider Tusk to be cinematic gold? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin Smith does. <laughs> he fucking loved it. I mean, you know, he not, fucking not still talks he about it. it. No, he, he still fucking t- talks about he it. About, he didn't talk about it in high regard, though. He talks about it so much, dude. It's great. I love it. Every time I run it, it's, it's, it brings a smile to my face. But, um, yeah, so... No, I mean, uh, putting all that aside, like I, I still thought it was a, a pretty cool use of the movie of the uh, track and the movie. Um, uh, I still need to watch. I think the, was it the third or the fourth Jeepers Creepers? I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a new one that's on no, Netflix. No, you know, no okay. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna watch. I mean, it. like it's it. one of those things I had thought about doing at some point in the future, and I just haven't gotten around to it. You know, it's not like a burning desire to. 
to sit down and review Jeepers Creepers as, as <laughs> it's, you know. it's, not, it's not a urinary tract infection. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So on it's, that it's, note, it's, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> Where'd you get those eyes? Oh gosh, I'll get um had to get so lit um gosh I'll get um had to get that size Oh golly gee when you turn the heaters on Oh it's me Got to put my cheaters on Cheapers creepers Where'd you get those peepers? All oh, those weepers had the hippo tie, yes. Where'd you get those eyes, gate? Where'd you get those eyes, satch? Where'd you get those eyes? I think they uh, played Jeepers Creepers. Do you think like they may have chosen the song? Um, based on the ending of the, so- the of the movie, because um, the it monster takes, a bit too takes his eyes, yeah, you know, like, and I feel like they would have played on that song because well, of since, the ending. Since you mentioned that it was on my honorable mention, I don't really want to bring it up again later. So I'm going to mm-hmm. make the comments I have to make about um, that. Well, before briefly. you do that, I I did want to mention something that it just sort of occurred to me. Like you'd mentioned, like uh, before that, uh, the track off the of Wicker Man is a siren song, and I don't know if. Not that I'm calling this that, I'm just sort of, uh, it's it's a, a phrase that it just sort of occurred to me that uh, as this was playing, I don't know if it would apply, but because this played whenever the monster was around in the, you know, in the in the movie, like whenever anyone heard this, would, would this, would you maybe consider this like a death knell kind of uh, track? I, I, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I, I could be wrong, but I think the term is a calling, a calling song, C-U-L-L. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, either way, like to that, that's that's kind of what I thought about it. It's just Where, like uh, the song presents itself before something mm-hmm. bad about to happen. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That I think that pretty much sums up the song in the movie. And which was, I think, the best part, in my opinion, that's why it was an honorable mention, was because that was the best part of the whole movie was a was a usage a, of yeah. that song as being a um, a the whole movie song was tied to that. Where, yeah. And I thought they used it very well. Uh, the, the version in the movie wasn't Louis Armstrong. I forget who it was. No, and then it was, uh, it was at um, the very end of it. Uh, they play a cover version of Susie and Banshee's Peekaboo by a band called like Echo Three or some bullshit like that. <laughs> but the but the Susie and Banshee's version has uh, references to the original Jeepers Creepers song. Mm-hmm. And so that also, which I'm a huge Susan Banshee's fan. So yeah, that was. I, I thought the usage of it was. It was. Spot on. I mean, like, it. it I. I do. Cons- I. I do. Would consider it uh, fairly clever. I mean, to like sort of throw an entire movie and 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 riff it around this this one track and like it was pretty effective to me. Uh, it gave it a lot more context and it gave it a lot more depth than mm-hmm. the movie itself had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You chose. Yep. <laughs> Uh-huh. All okay. Right, so. um, if we're done bashing Jeepers Creepers the movie, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, my next pick, which is uh, Bird Brain's Youth of America, which is from the Scream soundtrack. This comes out in is. the movie where wow. 
Oh, so this fuck is, would this be would this fuck count as like a dishonorable mention? Maybe no, or? no. This is one of my songs. <laughs> This epitomizes what the 90s... This is like the Dude. 90s sound. Oh, God. And this comes out when they're the big starting words. their party in Scream where, like, all the all the kids are coming and, like, disobeying the fucking um, curfew that they have without throughout the town because the murder is loose. So they all come to this party, and as they're all, like gathering in this party this song plays it is by bird brain you hear the guy's voice you hear the music and it is just i would say middle to late 90s all wrapped up into one and here we go with that if we must if we must and we must (laughs) say a prayer for the youth of america God bless our youth, America Stank or no, no, no. Sorry, may, I, well, I should, maybe I got it wrong. Was it Pennywise or uh, no, 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 no? Uh, Look, okay. First it's, of all, uh, it's the chorus itself garbage. that makes um, it kind of ties in a little bit of the movie. Like the youth, they're all dead. Um, uh, that oh, oh, oh is, I is, get that, is that what it does? Uh, oh, I see. Huh. Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've read what? too much into this, but like. <laughs> Maybe you too much credit. <laughs> I, maybe maybe I, that's just when your uh, musical taste died for a moment and then came back up. That was like right after you got out of the Christian phase, right? Yeah, that sounds well. That is it's kind pity, of it's pity credit. Look, all right. There's going to be an episode that has is dedicated to just the Christian music that I used to listen to. Yeah, you're going to be on your own for that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going <laughs> like, to be me. Why don't you just tell us about it. It's going to be me and Ern, my friend Ernie. So, like, we are. Oh. I've already planned <laughs> this out ahead this? of time. <laughs> all right, I, I've already planned this out ahead of time. And oh, so you haven't told him. <laughs> tell, tell us about it, stud. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right, the song itself is, like I said, it encompasses like what the 90s sound was to me oh. in that particular era. No, and, no, no, it, and, it, and it does that very well because it was so bad. But yeah, there you the, go. the thing is, when you put that, when you showed me your list beforehand and you had that song on there, I didn't realize it was going to be that high up on the list. Oh, it's high up there. Yeah, you know what? I kind of expected this to be like an eight or a nine. Like I really, I thought that was like I, I that forgot was about like it. Started off as ten. Like I would never have thought yeah, that would have been exactly. above Killer Clowns. 
that's very that's very true. Killer clowns is way to a- sell yourself out, Ray. This is how I I'm surprising <laughs> the both of you. You don't know what's coming at you when I'm giving out my list. I mean, again, I the vast majority of quote unquote knowledge that I have of music, like I'm willing uh, to fucking throw out my fucking guilty pleasure right in the fucking middle, and accept the uh, fact as shown in our first episode with Len and Sugar Ray, which we're going to bring right back up to here no, and show no, that no, how no, much no. I love those songs and how that wasn't got the guilty part it was, Len, Sugar Ray? it was Len and Sugar Ray and how bad they oh. fucking are. Those songs are terrible, but I love them. Next person, <laughs> Joe, go. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, right. we'll just forget that ever happened. Go, Joe. <laughs> My next track is <laughs> by the iconic rock band Dokken. Yeah. That was written for Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And the track is called Dream Warrior. Is it See, this Dream was one I expected that Ray was going to try to pull down, to be no, honest. Look, uh, no, look. We, 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 we debated on who was going to yeah. get that one. <laughs> that, since that, I gave him um, killer clowns. Uh-huh, but, uh-huh. Uh huh. And I regret it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have done due to any favors. Placement, due to the placement on its list on his list, but yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Dream you Warrior is the next song. Well, Dream Warriors, the reason I didn't pick Dream Warriors is because I felt it was a song that encompass, encompassed uh, what mm. this whole list is about. And it's horror soundtracks, and that is one of the pinnacle songs to me. So why of, did you think it was too like, That is like above like any of the easy. picks that I'm, I'm even attempting to pick. Dream well, Warriors you're kind of saving yourself by saving that, but uh, by saying that, but it's still, you're, you're, you're still... No, you you lost quite a few cool points for that. Well, fuck you. It's docking and it's <laughs> iconic, and I feel that it it, it is. is above all of our lists. Here we but go. The song and the movie came out in '87. Uh, Dream so. Warriors, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. Joe, have you uh, have you shown um, Osiris, your child, um, any of the uh, other than the first one, the Nightmare on Elm Street series? I think we've watched the first two. I don't know. I have the whole collection. I don't think we've watched Dream Warriors yet. I can't you recall. Have... He might have, but we. I, I need. I as I've been going through this list, I'm like, fuck, man, I need to show him the rest of the movies like, <laughs> and how bad they get, and then like, how we're gonna, like, well, like at some point they get a little bit better. I, 
you could always show him Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> three Which and four. I, three and four. I like are pretty that good. movie. It's not a good movie, but it's fun to watch. Three we and watched four. thirty-one last night. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> <laughs> you should all watch Mandy. Like I have not watched. Oh, it. No, no, no. We're gonna watch that together uh, probably tomorrow. Okay, I've well, actually, I've actually avoided seeing anything about that. I need to. I Roland, need to look at some. Trailers. I have purchased the movie, and it is on my my Amazon. Oh, shit. I purchased As a it. rental or purchase? No, I purchased it. Purchased, like yeah, it is, I own it for life. Real money. Okay. Oh boy. I right, well, I, I need your login because I need to to log yeah, out of yeah, my yeah, login. Log in, yeah, but like, I I have, I have not seen it. I've only seen the trailer, but I feel, I've heard that it's fucking fantastic. So. No, I've heard yeah. I've heard great things about it too. Yeah. I've read the same. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Joe, you gave us your pick, which is Dawkins. Oh. Dream okay, Warriors, so, Roland, you're next. Go ahead. So I, yeah, I, I'm probably going to give a a little bit of background on this. I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, the the video game series that this is based on. Uh, it's called Silent Hill. This was my number four pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's this um, an interesting note, and I've told this to Ray. Uh, the original uh, they made a they made a movie based on this series. Uh, I yes, believe it I was seen it. in was it like two thousand six or something like that. It's, it's somewhere. Yeah, two thousand six. Right. Uh, the original music was uh, scored by a guy named Akira Yamaoka, and uh, he um, he scored uh, the games. And for the movie, they basically just took the tracks, they lifted them straight out of the games. And I want to say they remixed a few here and there, but for the most part, they just used them as is. Um, but the they games did a great that, job with it. The movie might yeah. not have been as great, but the the scoring of it was no, fantastic. It's, it's 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 if no one's ever listened to this music, it's really good stuff. It's super atmospheric as fuck. Like, it's the kind of stuff that you want to listen to, you know, in the middle of the night with all the lights off. Kind of it's music. Like it's it's good horror music. Like holy fuck, I just and so the thing about the series is that the guys that created it, uh, the game. I'm talking about the game here. I'll go into the movie in a second. But um, it's based, uh, they based it on their experiences watching Jacob's Ladder. Um, so, like, it's, that's where a lot of, like, the, uh, the horror uh, elements and a lot of, like, how, you know, particular things are affected or, uh, I should say, uh, changed by, like, the perceptions of their characters and how they affect the world itself. So when they made this movie in 2006, I was all up on that shit to, to check it out. And I, I really wasn't disappointed at all. Like it, it, for the most part, kind of followed quite a bit of the, you know, the main, uh, the main plot of the, of the video games. Um, and I kind of considered it to be, at the time, like the modern day version of, uh, of Hellraiser. Like when I saw that and like the, the amount of, you know, like uh the well the uh the graphics the uh the 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 setting like the the amount of the violence the gore i was just like oh man this was i was i was really happy with it. i did not watch i've seen only parts of the sequel that, that's that's trash that i don't need to talk about but so my number four pick was from silent hill the movie and it's a uh, track 10 it's actually the theme song it's uh it's called lost uh connection and it's it's just all instrumental it's a very slow track but it's it's like um, if you've ever or not listened to any of the Silent Hill music, it has a very haunting sound to it. It's just one of those things that just sits in the back of your head and kind of makes you like it's one of those things that makes you want to look over your shoulder, sort of sort of deal. Well, all right, uh, Ray. You uh, can take we it away. have uh, I cannot find that on Spotify, but I did find it on YouTube, and mm-hmm. here we go.
I absolutely love that fucking song. This, it's it was so great. Simple. And I, I, to add on to that, um, that movie, I really enjoyed a lot of the. There were two tracks in that movie that actually had vocals to it. Mm-hmm. That I don't know who they're from or where to find them, and I've looked for them and I can't find them anywhere. But there are two uh, tracks. One of them was played while they were in the car together, mm-hmm. and it was just very haunting, and the vocals were haunting, and I thought it was fucking well done and placed very properly within the, uh, the, movie the within the movie and how it was done. And so I, I, th- that movie had a great soundtrack and very well. Yeah. Um, it was structured. It was really, really nice. And I actually did really like that first movie. Yeah. Despite how, it, how bad it was received. Oh, it was. It was, it was. But I, think, I think the reason it was received badly was because the, the fans of the game were expecting or wanting something different than what they received within the movie. Right, and that's yeah. Just a, and that's just a common thing within... <laughs> Within a lot of those are, movie are, adaptations, there, there are there are very there are not a lot of video game movies that have been that are good. Well. Exactly, no, there really aren't. A lot of them are just. Um, I mean, they to me like I I, I wouldn't enjoy it if it, it just immediately like directly followed uh, you know the canon of the series. Like I prefer the create a bit of creative license for the most part and. I mean, uh, this movie was it. For, it was another one. Is out of nowhere. Like I went in there, kind of thinking it was going to be mediocre, and I was actually very happy with it. With you know the way it started and the way it ended. I mean, it was very much like like playing one of the Silent Hill games. It had like yeah. that bittersweet ending where it's like, oh, cool, because that's another thing that always bugs me about uh, you know just standard horror tropes or whatever. Oh, the the heroes win in the end. They beat the monster and blah blah blah. But in in Silent Hill, it's like yes, they do win. But in the end, the guy, the father goes home alone and his, his, the rest of his family is trapped in the other side. And like, that's, that was just like, uh, the, a lot of Japanese horror games, they love doing that bittersweet stuff. And I, I get tired of that. But in the, in, in, on the, um, on the other hand, like it was, it was actually kind of nice to see that in the movie setting. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, um I, so I just to throw, um, uh, my own there two was, cents. There was a lot of noise out there. I don't know. Just no, no, yeah, yeah. I'll edit that out later. Um, okay. There was. I, I had to go pee like really bad because I've had like four beers that were like really heavy. <laughs> I had to go pee, and the minute I walked out the door, Dagon was on the door, and like the both of them walked in my room, and I had to tell him to get the fuck out. And mm. yeah, so. Uh, House what were you gonna the, say though? House of uh, House of the Dead is a terrible. Mm. <laughs> is a terrible like movie based on video games. Uh yes. Yeah. All of the U-Bowl uh yeah, U-Bowl, masterpieces. We'll, we'll have an episode on Cinequest Theater on U-Bowl. Uh but oh, man, my next my next pick is uh Stigmata Martyr from uh Bauhaus. And nice. this movie comes out in oh I'm sorry, excuse me. This song comes out in um, Night of the Demons, when Angela is just coming up to a point where she's going to do her dance for one of her victims, but he doesn't know that she's possessed by demons yet, and um, it it incorporates a lot of strobe lights, a lot of, um, of course, like the 80s type of horror 
1988. She's, 1988. Mm-hmm. She is dancing. Has, have you any any of you guys seen Night of the Demons? Uh, not in a while, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she's she's dancing. I remember the scene very well. Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, she's dancing. It's kind of sexy, you know. And it kind of got me uh, hooked on the goth girls. If uh, Roland, fuck you. But yeah, so like she she's singing the song and there's strobe light going. And the guy's like enjoying the fact that she's dancing. At the end of it, she goes, gives him a kiss, and she rips out his fucking tongue with her mouth. And, and that's the point where Ray popped his cherry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it was one of my most exciting moments. But this is Bauhaus, Stigmata Martyr. <laughs> Um, Night of the Demons. He talked at the time. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know if any of you know, but like, Rocho, you might know, but Bauhaus is probably like one of my top ten favorite bands of all time. Mm. And, uh, and one of mine. I will give that credit to you because you were the one who introduced me to them. Although I had seen Night of the Demons before you had technically introduced, introduced me to, yeah, to them. I had no idea, but like, I love this song and the scene. Um, but I had no idea who sang the song. Like I didn't really research because obviously the internet wasn't prevalent at that particular time. So I had no idea who sang the song. I just know I love that song and I love the scene. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's next? <clears throat> uh, I guess I am next. And Number three. My next pick is an easy one for me. It's um, the Ramones' Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and I don't really think there needs to be. I don't know. Is there a lot of description need need for that one? Uh, nope. Movie Pet Cemetery was released in. Shit, let me pull it up. Uh, well, let me edit this out. <laughs> I'm gonna say 88, 89, maybe 90. Uh, uh, I was thinking early nineties. I it was eighty nine. Oh 89. shit! I called it. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> called one of them. I called one of the three years that I mentioned. There you go. Gotta get one. But th- that song was written specifically for the movie. Uh, like, um, was it? 
I thought it was was it written on for that movie or for the. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was written it was, for that movie. Yeah, it was written for the movie. Yeah, um, but it was it, it did come out on the Ramones Brain Drain it, album. Brain Drain, yeah, the same on the same year for 1989. Um, uh, but, I mean, just to. I mean, it's it's not a far fetched song for the Ramones, who um, pretty much based all of their lyrical topics on um, horrific things, horror movies. Uh, tragedies all that kind of stuff and then they they released a music video for it that features fucking debbie harry and christine of uh, uh christine of blondie say, uh, of blondie uh from the and members of the dead boys in it so like it's a fucking punk mm. rock track that's just awesome punk rock like a motherfucker here we go That's pretty much the only track I could say I remember uh, anything from about uh, Pet Cemetery. When I watched that movie, I, that I, to me, the only thing that jumps out is the murdering, you know. You, you don't remember Cage being like walking across the street, like into the into the street and being hit by the fucking <laughs> the fucking Not wheeler. Quite. Not quite. <laughs> the most memorable Although, moment when the kid walks into the street and gets fucking cut into nah. fucking pieces. <laughs> Buy yeah. a fucking semi. And how the kid was still whole and yeah. came back to life whole afterwards. Didn't mm-hmm. he just have I like guess. a scar on his fucking head? I think so. Yeah, know. yeah. Something like that. But, I think yeah. the wife who he buried in the pet cemetery and came back, she had like half her fucking face. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling so, your next. Yep. Okay. Well, like, uh, just to, um, I guess, lead off with that, uh, my my third pick here, um, and the next ones that are going to be coming from me are, are fairly stereotypical, I would say, as far as I try to stay away from the cheese, but the thing is that, like, these were, this these these tracks were just ones I enjoyed the fuck out of hearing, and, like, it, it, it makes me, it, it, it takes me back to when I was, you know, a little in watching this stuff. Uh, so it's more of a nostalgia uh, than anything that that I picked these. Um, so um, should be no surprise or whatever. My next one up, uh, coming up was the uh, main theme uh, from the Little Shop of Horrors, uh, which itself was based uh, on a off off Broadway musical or something like that. Um, something like that. Enough. The guy that composed the 
uh, album, reused it several times uh, with the director. Like it was, I was reading that he convinced him that he had different, you know, renditions of the same stuff. And as it turns out, it was just the same album used over and over. Um, but uh, yeah, like that's, I, I love it because it's just catchy. It's, it's just one of those things that just sort of throws you off. Like, wait, what? What's going on here? Like, yeah. Uh, and you're talking about it's, the Rick Moranis version or the yeah. um, the version with um, Jack Nicholson? I think we're talking uh, about no, the Rick Moranis the, version. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, uh, the one I would assume we all would remember. Right. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the goddamn Rick Moranis. Uh, the only person who brings up the Jack Nicholson version is a pretentious film bitch. <laughs> <laughs> here, we, here we go uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> I still need to watch the original uh, planned ending that was released. I want to say not too long ago of of the uh, um, uh, of Little Shop of Horrors, where the uh, fucking the plant takes over the, the world or whatever. It, it, I think you I think can see that. You can, you can see that on YouTube, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, I I still wanna I still want the the movie with that version on there you know that's, as, as that's, a kid i didn't go think, into my it's going into I, my library i didn't think too much of this but like um later on when i would watch the movie i would see the the singers which is the three uh, black ladies who would mm. sing the the chorus and stuff like that and mm. all i could think of was like those are the same chicks from martin yeah, and I just realized like yeah, yeah, it's the main oh, chick, wow, and really? it's and it's the, her friend from Martin. Like those yeah. two ladies like came out in Martin, Martin. and I, that's all I can think of. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I, from my understanding, is they came out in like those uh, house parties with Kid and Play as well. Who <laughs> Mart <laughs> Martin came out as well, and so they all kind of like. For you 90s babies. For you 90s babies out there, if you remember Martin and House Party. Uh, House Parties were not very good movies, but Class Act is a pretty funny movie, so Mm. I'll throw that out there. Um, My next uh, pick is 
Hail genocide by gore. Uh-huh. There, that that's the response I was like hoping for. Um, oh, gore. Yeah. Um, this movie, this song comes out in the movie Hatchet Three, and it's sh- I think at the very beginning of the movie it shows Daniel Harris like fucking blowing. Uh, that Jesus Christ, I don't even remember the guy's name, but like the villain, she's blowing him away with a shotgun and like shooting him like overkill, and she's screaming. She's covered in blood. And immediately it jumps into the song, Hail Genocide. <laughs> but, but go on. No comment. Um, None needed. But it goes, into this, it goes into the song, Hail Genocide, and it starts off like very powerful and very exciting. And, and, and it has your, your, uh, your lady friend, Daniel Harris. <laughs> well, that's, that goes without saying, but I mean, you know, yeah. hey, whatever. Uh, Hell Genocide by Gwar, Hatchet, Part 3. Here we go. Here we go. So metal. <laughs> Dude, that not even fucking metal. Fuck metal. That song is just fun, like from beginning oh, to that, end. That voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Roland, yeah. show some respect. He's dead already, right? <laughs> oh, I feel so bad now. <laughs> yeah. There everything you. by everything by Boris. Yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun time. I mean, if you uh, want to get covered in blood or probably thrown semen, semen or thrown, um, probably eaten by a fucking caterpillar or giant fucking whatever the fuck that animal is, it's Goblin. a good time. So, uh, Mark, Joe, you must die. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe, you're next. Just a moment. Hold on. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're almost done with this. Sorry, my son was talking to me. You know, Joe, at some point, you're going to have to, like, incorporate him in this fucking list. At some point. But, um, okay, so... My next track is off of the movie The Hunger which is a vampire movie uh, released in 1983. And it features Catherine DeVoe and David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, 
as vampires. Catherine DeVoe and Debo are the vampires, and they are seducing Kath, uh, Susan Strandon. But in the opening scenes of the movie, it shows uh, Catherine DeVoe and Dave Bowie seducing some random people at a club and draining their blood and killing them. And in between there, there's cutscenes of the band Bajas playing the track Bella Lugosi's Dead. Mm. And it's not Definitely not my favorite Baja's track by any means, because I've heard it so many goddamn times, but it was such an iconic scene for me, seeing it, and the way it was presented, and it had David Bowie, and it was just a very memorable horror movie scene for me with the music playing attached to it. So for that, I picked that as my number two, uh, Bella Goes Who's Dead by Baja's from The Hunger. Right on, here we go. Yeah, when, you edit, when you edit that, you need to play the part of it that he actually sings in. That was two minutes and 30 up. minutes, the 30 seconds in. Well, one thing, when, when, you, when you record it or you play it, uh, find the YouTube version of it where it actually shows the, the cut scenes of, the, of Baja's plane and uh, Dave Bowie and Catherine DeVoe eating away at them because you can find that on youtube well um i don't know i don't know if you're aware of this the both is is that uh, i have been making lists on youtube of these particular uh um oh, soundtracks playlists? playlists and so you can go and like subscribe or check them out on youtube under moqua studios and yeah, you'll too. see like the lists like with the videos pasted on uh, them uh, our playlists to your destruction yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I could have been done better. <laughs> <laughs> Roll on your next. Jesus All Christ! Right, so, so uh, we're we're getting <laughs> there. Critiques. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, my my number two pick here. Um, this was just another another real real easy softball pick for me because, like, watching this movie again, I was a kid and like I didn't understand that it was horror at the time. I was just like, oh fuck, cool. Murder Muppets, you know, uh, it's actually uh, Gremlins, and uh, that uh, 
I was just reading, it was sort of a fun fact, but it was one of the movies that uh, forced uh, um, the censors to create the PG-13 uh, category. Um, I forget what the other one was. They had mentioned that there was like two. Um, was it because, I, of, because of the violence? I guess. Like, I mean, like they put one of them into a microwave and he goes, you know, pop or whatever. And that was kind of right, one of the right, things yeah. that people were like, uh, oh yeah. my God, no, I can't. You know, I saw this movie well before I was like fucking, you know, a teenager at all. Like, I, I think I was like seven or eight or some shit. I was just, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. But I did understand that it was like, okay. Something about this is slightly off, you know. Like maybe I'm missing missing something about like what's act what what like I'm I'm getting a part of this that uh, that I'm that yeah that I don't quite understand. But uh, and that was that it was a horror movie that you know like these these little bastards are in there like fucking everyone up or whatever. But so yeah, the theme song, uh, the Gremlin Rag. It was actually just I, I loved hearing it. To me, bright light, bright light, hmm? bright light. <laughs> yeah, bright lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I love that chorus. It's just, <laughs> it's so fucking catchy. Uh, but uh, just, so just scary, to throw guys. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, uh, that one was composed, uh, just reading by a guy named Jerry Goldsmith. And yeah, that was, that was my number two pick. I have fond memories of Gremlins. Gremlins is a very good movie. Um, yeah. Am I next? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next pick is. Baby, I Love You by the Yahoos. And that is a song that comes out in the movie Slither. Um, that was probably like early 2000s. Has Michael Roker. Uh, it, was, it was written by James Gunn. Um, it comes, the guy that comes out in it, the, well, I guess the main character is the girl, or I'm sorry, the guy from Firefly. Do you all remember that? Uh-huh. Well, that that guy and um, I forget the well, girl. What's his name? Um, um, or which character was from? Firefly? Brian, uh, the main guy, the main character. Oh, that's from Nathan Fillion. That guy, Nathan yeah. Fillion, yeah, yeah, that guy. Nathan yeah, um, I was like Alan Tudyk. <laughs> no, this yeah. this song Firefly comes. Was show. This song comes yeah. out in the chorus. I'm sorry, the credits, and um, I felt it. I felt it like. Encompass the character that Marco Ro- Michael Roker plays uh, with his wife. He turns into a fucking goblin, alien, sludge-looking thing. And he still kind of, quote-unquote, loves her. And I feel like this song encompasses the entire movie uh, according to the love story. But here it goes. <laughs> I'm ready to say when Oh baby I love you 
stay But something deep inside says not today I mean, uh, honestly, like, if you love someone, at some point, you just want them to leave you the fuck alone. I, I, I tell you, mutual. <laughs> Ray, the the first time, my most uh, attached memory to that song is uh, when we were living together. Uh huh. And uh, you played that song while my uh, while I had a lady friend over. <laughs> I can guess which one it was. <laughs> and you played that loudly enough that she started laughing and was like, are you playing that for us? <laughs> <laughs> was it the time? You had, you, romantic. You, you had, well, no, no, he had a whole soundtrack of songs he kept playing <laughs> in unison. And it was just like, she was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just like, just keep going. She's doing great things. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah. Is he playing these nice. intentionally? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like that's he's just he has his own mind. <laughs> right? Yeah. Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a good enough humor that it it, it didn't right. disrupt our uh, in our activities. Mm-hmm. Tell her I miss her. <laughs> 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 All right, bro. Um, Joe, are you next? Uh, I think I am. My my last track. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is I think one of the most iconic ones would be from the movie uh, Lost Boys, and okay. it is "Cry Little Sister" by um, Malcolm. How do I pronounce it? Um, how we, I, 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 I thought it was like Gerard McMahon. Oh yeah, was, I'm thinking something else. Sorry, Gerard McMahon. Uh, Cry Little Sister, and for some reason online, it always gets really confused with a uh, Sisters of Mercy track, but it's not. It's Dread McMahon, Cry Little Sister, and uh, to me, it was most iconic, and I picked that over the the Legosi Hunger song, because it was featured within the movie, and it's at that iconic scene where, um, what's his name, dies, um... He gets pierced and he's like, and you see the light goes on his face and you hear the song playing and it just, and like every time I hear that song, I think of that movie mm. and it just yeah, plays who so well. And so that is my favorite horror movie track is Cry Little Sister by Gerard McMahon. Okay. All right. Um, which is almost like the theme. It's not like officially the theme, but the theme for the Lost Boys. Um, Gerard McMahon, Cry Little Sister. Here we go. That voice so clear
So I've always thought that was a badass fucking song. It's a very iconic song for a yeah. movie, you know. Um, I think when anyone hears a song, even if they're not familiar with the movie, they know it's associated with something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least I would hope. Eh. Roland, uh, you're next. Oh. So uh, this was uh, another one of those, you know, cheese ball, easy, easy, easy runs. And I tried to get around it, but I couldn't because I just, uh, it's, I've, I love that one so damn much. Uh, growing up, I um, watched the shit out of the cartoon series that it's based on, or that, sorry, not that it's based on, that they, that they released after the movie, excuse me. Uh, so... Uh, this is, uh, you know, Danny Elfman uh, uh, sticking it in or whatever here. Uh, the uh, fucking theme song for Beetlejuice is my number one pick. Uh, I That's just some one track I, I never get tired of listening of. It's, I don't know. It's um, Some people could probably argue that uh, it's not a horror movie. Uh, maybe it's like a supernatural comedy. But I would want to disagree on the basis of just like all of the imagery and shit that they do in there. And that like the things that are actually happening to the characters or that they're trying to happen uh, to me seem, you know, good enough for me. So yeah, that's, that's that to consider it a uh, uh, comedy horror. So that's mine. My, uh, my first pick it's a uh, Beetlejuice song. iconic i it's a song that i really enjoy very much um every time i hear it it brings a smile to my face because i know i'm about to watch beetlejuice (laughs) and winona ryder oh yeah yeah of course sure sure. but i don't know if i ever associate that with horror i don't i never exactly exactly anything um, i i i've never associated tim burton with horror mm-hmm. he is he is a um it's kookier cult. than it is you know it's like that kooky gothic horror and right like, exactly association kind of thing but he right never it's, it's has a, that like horror thing to him but exactly but but it's a good movie I, I can I, and a I great soundtrack. There. Yeah, there's. Well, let let me let me uh, jump in here. It's not a good movie. It's a great fucking movie, and it it's really a very, it's a very good soundtrack. Um, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is phenomenal, and then you've got everyone oh, else as definitely. a character like his supporting cast is great. Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, yeah, uh, Winona Ryder, yeah. Um, Ryder. And the parents, I never f- remember their fucking names, but they. I, I don't either. Well. They are integral. Yeah, it was a, it was a, the the woman from. Uh, she was in. What was her name? 
She was oh. in the Home Alone movies. Whatever. Yes, yeah, that was yeah, the mom. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. Okay, the mom. yeah, yeah. The, the mom. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eh. I mean, I, I don't really have much to say about it. It was just I, it's completely, utterly enjoyable in, in every sense of the... Word. Well, yeah. uh, then going on to my pick, um, have any of you ever seen the movie Lady in White with Lucas Haas as a child? He's a, he's a, he's very much a small child. I don't think so. What is Lady in White. Lady in White. Is that no. like uh Well, like it's a- it's it's a ghost story, and it takes place sometime in the fifties. Like, like, like a Bloody Mary riff or something like that. Well, it it's about a kid who there's a woman out in like off a cliff who haunts this area where her daughter committed suicide, and then she saw her um, off on the rocks and whatnot, and she decided to commit suicide too. But it's because she was being molested by a older gentleman, which. The main character in the movie knows personally, mm. and uh, there is a song. They to bring things down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck. Well, this is your number one, huh? This is my <laughs> number one because in yeah. the movie, in the movie, when he, the kid is, gets locked in the elementary school, he's in the closet, and there is a residual haunting that goes on within the the school, and it's the little girl who got murdered by this person. And this person used to sing the song, Have You Ever Seen a Dream Walking? Dream Walking. Yes. And the little girl sings it back to him. And this song plays an integral part in the entire movie. Um, and I, it is one of the better ghost movies I've ever seen in my life. And I recommend it to anyone. It's very hard to find on DVD, but you can find it on YouTube. Um, this is the song. It's by Howard Crosby. Um, the little girl sings I it. Thought, through, but, but, isn't it sung by Bing Crosby? No, no, uh, Howard Crosby. Huh. Okay, um, it is sung by the little girl to the person who murders her because it's a residual haunting. But at some point in the movie, uh, the main character, which is Lucas Hawes, hears the song being played on a 45 in his living room. And this is the version that is being played while he um, is aware that the ghost is present. Did you ever hear a dream talking? Well, I did. Did you ever have a dream thrill you with will you be mine? Oh, it's so grand and it's too, too divine. Did you ever see a dream dancing? Well, I did. Did you ever see a dream romancing? Well, I did. Did you ever see heaven right in your arm saying, I love you, I do? Well, the dream that was walking and the dream that was talking, heaven in my arms was you. Kind of, kind of sounds like sure Bing Crosby. Yeah, not Howard Crosby. You would think, right? Because you think you're automatically thinking in your head Bing Crosby. That because that is like the main, that is the name that comes up immediately when this type of music comes around. But it's Howard Crosby. Yeah, 
Who the fuck is Howard Crosby? I have no yeah, fucking clue. I don't know. It sounds, but sounds like he something sings this song. Frank Sinatra and Johnny oh. Cash to me. I know. That's good. But that is my my last pick. That is my number one. That is um, Howard Crosby. Have you ever seen a dream walking from the movie Lady in White? Again, if you have not seen it, it is available on YouTube. Um, one of the other characters, again, it's Lucas Hawes. If any of you know, he comes he comes out in uh, that movie. Boys. Boys, but with that alien movie with Jack Nicholson and all those famous people. Mars Attacks. He comes out in that oh. as well. And the movie Brick. He's like the main um, drug kingpin in the movie Brick. Um, it also has the guy that comes out in not a very well-known movie, but it's uh, Saturday the 14th Strikes Back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. But he also come, that guy also comes out in um, The Explorers. And I... There's another movie that kind of escapes me, but those are the main movies that I know him from. Um, but it is that is my number one, and I feel like it's very good number one. Um, I really strongly suggest that you all watch Lady in White because you can't find it on DVD. Both DVD and Blu-ray cost like $30 a piece, and I don't know if you want to pay that much money. Uh, watch it on Blu- on YouTube. It's The full movie's on there, so... If you all have any honorable mentions, please uh, hit at I, it. I tried to think of a few, but uh, no. I'm, I, my, well, myself, you don't, I pretty much you don't have anymore. any whatsoever? I have, um, I have the Sorry, ones yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. And they're more thriller uh, mentions, I guess you'd say. So, Nice Nails, uh, Closer precursor version that plays the beginning of seven. Okay. I thought was a great opener for it because it set it up as a great, like, horror esque type of thing, but the movie was not horror. It was, uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. by your own standards, you you you'd said that uh, that was a disqualifier. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is the way the way the the opening credits of the scene show it, like it's it plays that song and it plays it very well, and it shows like the skin being peeled off of the fingernails and all that kind of stuff, Ooh. and it plays very well together, and it's a it ties in to that where there's a horror element to it. But the rest of the movie doesn't play out to that. So, uh, Nine Snails Precursor is one of them for me. Okay. Is there another one? Um, what else would I have? Um, if you go into more of the horror comedy, I would say For Whom the Bell Tolls with Zombieland. Oh. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Because that was very iconic, and when that song plays, like every time I hear that song now, like I've I've known who the Beltos for years. Like I grew up listening to my dad, but when I hear that song now, I see that scene from the intro. Yeah, I see that intro. Right on, Uh, right on. So were those the only ones you had? What about you, right? Okay, um, I have a few, and one of them is The Man Comes Around, which is also from the Dawn of the Dead uh, remake. 
I think um, it was also used in Silent Hill as well. It might have been, but um, my recollection is from the Dawn of the, the Dead soundtrack, which is the remake. Um, I think that plays towards the second half of the the credits uh, after um, Jim Carroll's The People People Who Died. And uh, I have another pick here, which is Hush by Kula Shaker, which is also off of the... I know you're already going to give me shit for this. Uh, <laughs> I know what you did last I summer soundtrack. Ah. Yeah, I know what you did last summer. Of course. It's a cover of Deep Purple's, obviously, Deep Purple's uh, same song by the same name, um, which is Hush, which is a very good cover. Um, as a song That's standing on its own, it's very good, but it's associated with this particular movie, and it has Jennifer Love Hewitt, which is also one Do of my Do you think if they'd made a third one, they would call it I Still Still Know What You Did Last Summer? They did, and I think that's what it was called. No, no, that was that was the <laughs> sequel. That was I, I think it was just I Still No, this No, is no, they, they did a third one. And I think oh, I, no I think oh, I still man. know what you did last summer. I think that's what it was. Called. I, I th- <laughs> God damn it! Ugh. I have another Gar- one, which garbage. is um, "Got You Where I Want You" by The Flies, which is from the disturbing oh. behavior soundtrack. <laughs> and yes, Joe, it is because Katie Holmes is in the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> And if I may defend the movie itself as it you may not pertains to horror, is that the a new kid comes into town and there are, um, I guess the equivalent of a Stepford Wives uh, situation happening just in the faculty. I don't know if it's necessarily alien related, but it, it is like a brain control kind of situation where they get the the main misfit and they transform him into a productive member of society, aka the football team. Um, on a roll, and that is the, the disturbing behavior element of the movie. But it is the song "Got You Where I Want You" by The Flies. That's, that, that's just because your girlfriend's in that. Yeah. So what, man? I mean, I mean, I can say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, you be aren't you surprised that I didn't and, say? And, and, and by saying that, we 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 are no, mentioning what's her name? What's her name? Um, Katie Holmes. What? Katie Holmes. Yeah, yeah it's Katie Holmes. Yes, it is. Bite me, all right. I watched Dawson's Creek eat my shorts, uh, right? Yeah, what? we also watched Buffy Vampire Slayer. I did watch both the Vampire Slayer. Bite me on that as well. Um, I have one more, and it is, again, from the Dawn of the Dead soundtrack. It is Down with the Sickness by Richard Cheese, which is the lounge version of the... Disturbed. Disturbed it's better than the original. It is very much better than the, the original by the by Disturbed. Down with the sickness. It's when they're all in the mall and they're kind of doing their own thing. Some of them are playing golf. Some of them are fucking people. Some are trying on dresses and they're dudes. Um, but it it bodes well with this whole sickness situation. And that is the that is number four of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Does Barely anyone how, else have version. anything else to add yeah. to this situation? That's a good good uh, way to refer to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Um, well, Down I mean, with the sickness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a good note to leave it off on. Sheesh. Okay. Well, um, if we're gonna end it with that, I again, 
Um, we just started doing this, and I want to keep the game rolling. Um, that is um, thanking um, Five Foot Five for lending us their song. They didn't know what we were doing, but they just lent us their song, and I thank them for that because I couldn't come up with a, I couldn't write a song to save my life. Uh, so there's that, and then there's uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I know none of you do. You fucking oh, no. bastards. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Again, alone. continue with the conversation. If any of you, anyone out there who listens to our podcast, if anyone out there listens to our podcast, please uh, give us some information or your choices on your version of what it means to be called a horror, part of the horror movie soundtrack. Mm. Um, you can follow us at at MoQuest. At MoQuest. And you can also listen Jesus. to or visualize the soundtrack at YouTube at MoQuest Studios. Um, mm. We are we can be found on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. Anything else? Yeah. Any of you have to add to this oh. whole thing? Yeah. No, you you look nice. I look yeah, nice. Right? It's great. I'm yeah, trying to get the, people to listen to our fucking podcast. Working on your tan, huh? Mm. Yeah, that's, working that's on my good. tan. And yep, uh, since we're going to end it right there, let me... Uh, <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> let, let me... Uh, Run, and, motherfuckers. I, you uh, know yeah. what? I, I've been drinking and I have we'll had four in and it's pretty high level uh, alcohol content. <laughs> okay. Woo. Texas held them. And it's, and it's only, what, 5 o'clock? It's 5 o'clock, right. and I plan it's on going. It's whatever time oh, it fucking is. I'm yeah. down with going further. If you all motherfuckers were here, we'd be drinking till the sun went down, and probably till the sun went up. Here we go. Here we go.